It's not every day history gets made with a casting announcement. Presenting the 13th Doctor, Jodie Whittaker. Right. Hi, this is Chip. This is Alyssa. I'm having so many feelings right now. Oh my god, they did it. They did the thing. They did the thing. They cast a woman as the doctor. Jodie Whittaker is the next doctor. I am still shaking with happiness over this announcement. I have been crying and laughing and jumping up and down and scaring the cat all day today. I'm over the moon happy. Oh my god, this is happening. Audience members, I was going to prepare you for the fact that this might be a slightly emotional episode of This Week in Time Travel, but I believe that the impression has been conveyed. Uh, I'm, I'm actually tearing up talking about this right now. Like, I... I'm so happy. This has been such a fight to make this happen. I have battled trolls. I have pleaded. I have written long, lengthy arguments about this. I have begged. I have done Gallifrey One ribbons. I have cosplayed. I have cheered for this. And it's finally happening. I can't even begin to tell you the flood of emotions that I'm feeling right now about this. I'm just I'm ecstatic. I'm over the moon happy about this. It's happening. It is happening. And I will be perfectly honest. I didn't think it was going to. I have been such on a wave of emotions for the past week or so. You know, the betting markets kept going up and down. And it's not always a reliable measure, but it's a measure, you know. And there were so many men who were leading the betting. Just so many. And I just thought... I don't know if they're going to do it. I don't know if it's going to happen. And my hopes would get raised every so often by a rumor, uh, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, about Jodie Whittaker. And I just, I didn't want to believe it because I was so ready to have my hopes and dreams dashed. I was so ready for it not to happen. And then it did. It did happen. I can't believe they did it. In my head, Here's how I thought it was going to go. And uh, there's there's a record. I sent you a text. You have it as, uh, uh, ha, 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 you were wrong evidence here. <laughs> I thought that gender was going to be a bridge too far, but that they were going to use the groundwork that Stephen Moffat had done in the last couple of series, especially, as room to make a more cautious step. And I think that the BBC might have considered color a more cautious step than gender. I don't know about that. I think either of them would have been an enormous step for the BBC to take. Um, And I do also want to be sympathetic. There are a lot of fans, people of color, that as happy and excited as they are for Jodie Whittaker are still disappointed that, you know, it's women of color particularly who are getting left on the sidelines of this, um, that they've been wanting this representation for so long. And, you know, it's a barrier, but for a lot of people, it's still not quite meeting them where they're at. Um, So, you know, hugely sympathetic to that. And 
I'll be on by your side and in the trenches with you fighting for it for the next time. I promise. I promise I will. Um, though it, it, it's amazing. It's just, I, I, I was genuinely worried the BBC was not going to do either of it. I thought that they were going to want to try to do a white man because they thought that was guaranteed success. And I'm amazed they took either step. There was so much expectation in the air that it was going to be a Chris Marshall or that it was going to be Chris Marshall specifically. And yeah. the enthusiasm was not great. Uh, I think that sunk like a lead balloon when that was floated. <laughs> yeah. We say that this is a brave decision for the BBC, and I think it actually is. Uh, you just look at the Twitter reaction and there's been huge enthusiasm and the opposite as well. I'm sorry uh, to call one person out in particular, but Ian Levine, the famous Doctor Who fan made uh, semi-pro or whatever, has just kind of revealed himself to be a backwards relic. But it would also have been a very risky thing for the BBC not to have broken out of the white male template because, for one thing, and I talked a little bit about this on Two Minute Time Lord podcast that I released, uh, I believe, Friday night and is now completely dated, Mm -hmm. that between the advances that we've made, at least in pop culture over the last four years, if not in the broader world, and also given all of the very deliberate groundwork that Stephen Moffat did on the show, from all the way back to uh, talking about the Corsair having changed genders in The Doctor's Wife, moving all the way up through the current season in that last uh, conversation while they're eating Chinese takeout uh, where Bill and the doctor are talking about the Time Lord's attitude toward gender and Bill calling about on it, well, you're still calling yourself the Time Lord's. It would have been extremely noticeable and and perceived as extremely cautious or even cowardly if the BBC and Chris Chibnall had stayed in the template. Exactly. I think a lot of people after that last episode aired were thinking to themselves, if they don't follow through on this now and cast someone other than a white man for the role, they're going to really have riled up fans for no reason. You know, I think one of the reasons the announcement that Peter Capaldi was going to be the next doctor stung a lot at the time was that there'd been a lot of built up hype that maybe this time it was it. Maybe this time, you know, the next doctor could be a woman. You know, there was a a quiz on the BBC website, I think, about what you wanted to see. Um, And one of the options was a woman doctor. So that got people thinking, you know, is this a possibility? Are they even considering it? And we found out later that it had been Peter Capaldi all along, almost instantly. And during the Zoe Ball uh, promotional hype uh, event, she had been correcting herself on gender a lot, you know, saying it could be he or she. Um, And you know, that got a lot of last minute hopes up that maybe perhaps this was going to be the time that they were going to do it. And, you know, when you devote that much time within the show itself to laying the groundwork to say, you know, the next doctor could be a woman, you have the master regenerating into a woman, you have a white man, time lord regenerating into a black woman on screen. Um, You know, 
you, the groundwork had been firmly, firmly laid for this. Um, and I think a lot of people would have been let down uh, had Chibnall not followed through and given us a woman doctor. You know, it, I, I think it's not even about fan management and, you know, fans wanting to demand the course of the show. I think it would have been a tease. I think a lot of fans would have gotten their hopes up of maybe this time I'll get a doctor that looks like me. Maybe this time, you know, we'll ha- finally see a woman in this role. And to be teased and let down like that, I again, I think would have been too much for many fans. I think that would have just been one too many disappointments. Um, and, you know, not everyone gets the person that they want for the role. And there's always a bit of a period where whoever's playing the new doctor has to, you know, win us over. But I think it would have just been a little bit too much for some fans to have that built up and taken away again. So I'm I'm really glad that they followed through on it. I'm really glad now um, that they've decided to take that leap and actually cast a woman to be the doctor. So let's talk about the woman that they cast. I adore Jodie Whittaker. I think she's an absolutely brilliant actress. And uh, the two things that I particularly know uh, her for are um, Black Mirror, The Entire History of You. She is really astounding in that role. Um, And then, of course, Broadchurch. She uh, plays a rather pivotal character. Uh, She's the mom of the child uh, who gets murdered in the first season. Um, And she does a really incredible job playing that role and bringing that enormous sense of grief and loss and anger and just all of these conflicting, brilliant emotions We've seen her in a lot of different stuff. She's also in Attack the Block, which I have not seen yet. Just like major demerit on my geek cred thing over here. because Same here, same ha- here. You're not alone. I, I already had the opportunity once I knew John Boyega was in it. I was like, put it on the list. I'll see it eventually. And, you know, now Jodie Whittaker, too. And I'm sitting here going, God, I'm the laziest geek ever. I just need to sit down and watch it. Um, but I've seen clips of it. And she looks brilliant in that as part of the gang that fights the aliens uh, in the council. And... I just, you know, she's a, a really talented actress. I'm really excited to see what she does with this role. And oh my God, that first, that first little clip of her in the woods with the jacket and the hoodie and the, the, the key appearing in her hands and that look of wonder and excitement in her eyes. Ah, I'm, I'm reading so much into a tiny, tiny little clip, but it makes me so happy. Tiny little clip. And she's not actually wearing her Doctor Who costume. Uh, they uh, they did an interview with, well, not an interview so much as uh, the a Q&A uh, press release that the BBC shop sent out. If, you, if you've seen quotes from her, they've all come from that uh, press release pretty much where she says that it's not it's not her costume that she's wearing. So I like that it's sort of what she has in this clip sort of evokes some of the lines and some of the um, aesthetic of Peter Capaldi's, you know, coat and hoodie kind of combination. But, exactly. It kind of looks like almost, not exactly, but almost a post-regeneration scene there. Yeah. And the thing is, I've not seen any of Broadchurch. Uh, my running gag is I don't watch a lot of TV, but what I do watch, I watch very well. I have not seen a lot of Broadchurch. My wife has uh, seen a season and a half of it, and she compared one of her biggest points of comparison between Broadchurch and the American remake, Grace Point, was she was like, oh, honey, when the actress who was playing uh, the equivalent of Jodie Whittaker's role came on, it's like, no, no, there's no comparison here. Um, 
But in that clip, I see a lot that I really, really like in just like five to 10 seconds. Um, there's a sort of serene confidence that she is wearing in that shot that is just perfect. It's immediately different from anything Peter Capaldi's really done in the last three series. He was he has not exactly played a serene, confident person, and we don't know what kind of personality Jody's doctor is going to take on screen when that happens, but I know that a lot of our friends were more than a little angry to be wading through the Wimbledon Awards ceremonies to have to get to this <laughs> point. Um, but I think that this was a better reveal than the uh, live simulcast that BBC and BBC America did for Peter Capaldi. Just, you know, a quick teaser graphic that the 13th Doctor is coming, and then a quick teaser piece that just reveals. First of all, did you see the video before you saw that it was Jodie Whittaker from social yeah, the, media? The video was how I found out the it video was Jodie Whittaker. Oh, God bless. I wish I could have had that moment. Oh, so, it was so great. <laughs> so, and, and, and they shoot it so that you cannot tell the gender of the person under all of that clothing. And I would like to have a recap, Alyssa, of your emotional arc during that clip. <laughs> God, for a lot of it, it's just white fuzz in my brain of, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. But basically, for me, it was that going through every single moment of that reveal was torturous, basically. And I and I don't mean that to be hyperbolic. I'm sitting there waiting and thinking, is, is this going to let me down again? Is this going to be good but not quite enough again? And... When we finally see her hands, and like I'm trying not to freak out about it, but there's that first glimpse of her hands, and I was like, okay, interesting. We get up to her face, and I see the eye, and I see the eye makeup, and I go, oh, God, it is a woman. It is so definitely a woman here. And then just the pull-up of the hoodie and seeing her face and knowing it's Jodie Whittaker was just – everything went white for a moment, like – pure blinding white screen of my emotions don't know what to do at that moment. I think I screamed. I'm not entirely sure. That was the moment the cat ran out of the room. So it's quite possible I screamed, um, burst into tears because I'd been telling myself for a week, don't get your hopes up. Don't get your hopes up. Just don't do it. It's going to be painful and disappointing. And yet there's a part of me that was still hoping from the moment that we knew that people were starting to bet on her in the betting markets at that last moment. I was like, this could be it. This could be her. This this is actually happening. Um, it it was a, a really sort of incredible moment. And I do agree with you. I do like this more than the uh, big announcement for Peter Capaldi. Not because I dislike Peter Capaldi. I just think a lot of that felt very contrived, you know, that they have this big announcement and they're holding us up and they're doing a bunch of these interviews and things and they finally, you know, bring him out and... It, it it's this big show that just feels off for Doctor Who, you know, like it. It felt like the wrong way to introduce me to who Peter and who his doctor would be. It just it felt off. Right. And because this, you put the you put the guy on the stage in an interview situation and he can't be the doctor. He's got to be Peter Capaldi. 
Exactly. The, all and that we got from him in that moment was him holding his lapels like Hartnell. Exactly. And that was a lovely moment. But there's something about the way this was done that just feels more in tune with what the show should be. That big type of event stuff, It, I guess it's fine. I guess it's us to a certain degree. But this is seeing the doctor. This is seeing who... Jodie Whittaker is going to be a little bit in this role. And it's so tiny. We see so little of it. But, you know, it's not her brought on the stage and being forced to answer a bunch of, for the large part, inane questions about the show. And we just get to see her in the role. And that's it. There's no pomp and circumstance uh, around it that feels off. This feels just just for us, you know? And it was it was pretty brilliant. She is the doctor, whether you like it or not. Exactly. And it's so perfect. I do want to read two quick quotes from her first interview as the doctor, because I think they're so important to talk about why Jodie Whittaker's casting is important. And I want to preface this by first saying... Jodie Whittaker's casting is important in and of itself. She's a brilliant actress. She's going to do amazing things with this role. And I have faith that they're going to create incredible stories for her. But that does not diminish the fact that this is also a huge moment for representation in pop culture and particularly science fiction. And we need to acknowledge that and celebrate that as its own thing of value in this moment. So in her first interview, she's asked, what does it feel like to be the first woman doctor? And she replies, it feels completely overwhelming as a feminist, as a woman, as an actor, as a human, as someone who wants to continuously push themselves and challenge themselves and not be boxed in by what you're told you can and can't be. It feels incredible. And that's just, it's brilliant and perfect because it's about political and social equality. It's about who she is. It's about the profession. It's about the larger stakes for all of us, for every single person about how we watch pop culture and how we identify with our heroes. There's this brilliant actress here and she's not going to be boxed in by anyone who says a woman can't play the doctor. A woman can't be a lead protagonist on a television show for it to be successful in ratings and merchandising. She's going to do it and she's going to be brilliant about it. The second question and reply, what do you want to tell the fans? And she says, I want to tell the fans not to be scared by my gender because this is a really exciting time and Doctor Who represents everything that's exciting about change. The fans have lived through so many changes and this is only a new, different one, not a fearful one. And I hope we all carry that with us for a little while longer. This is, this is exciting. Don't be afraid by it. Let's embrace it and celebrate it. I don't know that there's anything that we could add to that. We don't know we don't know what kind of personality the 13th Doctor is going to have. We sure as heck don't know anything about what kind of stories that she is going to that are going to be told with her. We simply know that a lot more people on this planet suddenly see themselves reflected in the actor playing the Doctor. There's still a ways to go. There are still some people who do not see themselves reflected, but it's a further step 
And I cannot wait. I cannot wait until next fall when this series... uh, Why do we have to wait this long? Why do we have to wait this long? Oh my God, no! (laughs) But I can't wait to see her emerge from uh, Peter Capaldi's regeneration uh, this Christmas. I'm really excited. And based on the quality of the objections that have been raised to her casting on Twitter and in various forums, I think the man tears are going to be particularly delicious. I've got my mug waiting. Jodie Whittaker, your 13th Doctor, debuting at Christmas and showing up for good with a companion and storylines to be determined in fall 2018. This week on The Incomparable Network. It's angst, angst, and more angst as Quinn Rose and Brian Hamilton look at Spring Awakening on Corner of the Sky. It's a rare quick reaction to a new movie on The Incomparable with Spider-Man Homecoming. And it's time to react to the Emmy nominations on the TV talk machine. All this and more at theincomparable.com. So what else were we going to do this week? (laughs) That all got pushed off into next week. Well, you are going to be on vacation, but time travel is going to make it possible that you're still going to be around. Uh, We were going to take the week off, but instead we're going to uh, move this week's valuable content to next week with a return to the Department of Received Fan Wisdom. And an interview with the lead writer of the upcoming comprehensive book about the history of Doctor Who in America. His name is Stephen Warren Hill, and his book, along with his co-writers, is Red, White, and Who. That's all happening next week on This Week in Time Travel. You can find us online at thisweekintimetravel.com. You can find us on Twitter at drwhothisweek. Chip is on Twitter at numeral2minutetimelord. And I'm on Twitter and Tumblr with all of this squee at Feminism, And we're on Facebook, too. You can support This Week in Time Travel by subscribing, by sharing, and even becoming a member of The Incomparable Network at theincomparable.com slash members. Thank you for listening. We will see you next Tuesday on This Week in Time Travel. Bye-bye.